Welcome to the 128th episode of the Young Terps Podcast from the Viner Forgate Studio. This is your host, Mason Viner. And on today's podcast, we're previewing the Maryland-Purdue game and, of course, all of your Terrapin news on the Terrapin Rundown. Let's get into it, but before we get to that, this podcast, as always, is brought to you by Allied Party Rentals, your hometown Terrapin Party Rental resource. Allied has what you need, whether you're hosting a large wedding, putting together a small luncheon, or setting up a street festival. Allied has the tents, chairs, linens, china, and other accessories that you are looking for. Wayne from Turf Talk has known Donnie at Allied since 1995. Located right next to College Park in Beltsville, Maryland, and serving the entire DMV today, contact Allied at 301-986-0067 or visit them on the web at alliedpartyrentals.com. Now for the Terrapin Rundown. We'll kick it off with men's soccer. After two wins over ranked opponents, the Terps are back in the poll at number 25. They'll travel to Michigan State on Friday to take on the Spartans. Field hockey now ranked number two, only behind North Carolina. Friday at four at the field hockey and lacrosse complex, the Terps will host number six Iowa on what should be another huge crowd. Women's soccer comes in at seven, four, and one on the season. No game since our last podcast. They'll take on number eight Nebraska on Friday at eight in Lincoln. Volleyball comes in at nine and seven. They'll head up. Tappy Valley to take on the Penn State Nittany Lions on Friday. And now in to one of our two big topics on the show today. Maryland Basketball unveils its new Performance Center. And rumors have been flying around about this Performance Center for about a month now. Uh, on all the insider sites, our friends over at Terrapin Times had this one pretty well covered. Uh, just some numbers on it. The 60,000 square foot facility will serve as home for both men's and women's basketball. It will feature two full-size practice courts, a shared strength and conditioning center that's specifically tailored to the needs of basketball student-athletes, sports medicine facilities, and a straight state-of-the-art meeting and office space for coaches and program staff. The in-total $36 million project has already raised $19 million, and today marked, or Tuesday marked the um, fundraising, the public fundraising part for the other $17 million needed for the project. Uh, they estimate about 36 months to build the uh, new performance center and just a, a big step for basketball programs as Wayne, Jordan, myself. We all like to mention how far Maryland is behind this, plus Cole Fieldhouse is starting to um, get the Terps towards where they need to be to be a true Big Ten program. Um, of course, still about, I would guess now from Wayne's estimate, about, I don't know, maybe a billion dollars behind the Ohio States and Michigans of the world, but this is another big step towards it. Let's hear from Wayne and Bruce with Coach Turgeon at the press conference on Tuesday. Coach, it seems like this is something that's been eating away at you from what you said during your speech. Uh, I've never seen you this excited outside of a big win. Yeah, well, this is important. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors. Um, you know, and I talked about them, it's, it's going to help the whole athletic department by us having this practice facility. Gymnastics can practice in here more. They can have more of home meets. Um, you know, uh, wrestling can have meets in there. They can, you know, just a lot of things. It's going to help a lot of sports. It's going to open up more locker room space for people. Um, you know, I don't know who's going to move into our old locker room. But, you know, it's going to open up a lot of, of opportunities for other sports to you know, have better facilities. So uh, I just think we need it. Uh, we can make more money. We can have concerts and different things in this building and not affect us. But um, 
I, I just, it's, it's, it's important in today's world. I'm recruiting against the best programs in the country, and they all have beautiful facilities. And we have a great game day facility. I wouldn't trade it for any facility in the country. But now people go visit those schools and visit our schools. You know, it's apples to apples now, oranges to oranges. And there you heard what this facility really does. Uh, Coach Sturgeon mentioned the practice time for wrestling, the practice time for gymnastics, the home meets. All that has been factored in, plus the, the need for additional revenue from concerts, which they are supposed to be now able to have in the Xfinity Center. So just a huge um, facility on many forefronts and one that's been needed and one that a lot of people thought was misaccounted for when they first built the then known as Comcast Center was just the holes in the project, the holes for practice time, they house the athletic department, the all these teams, all their offices in the Xfinity Center, and this will just help relieve that, spread it out a little bit, get kind of all these teams that play in the pavilion, the wrestling room, get them off of the back of the basketball programs, which is really what the building is meant for. Just seems like something that, as Coach Surgeon mentioned, needs to be done uh, there's been a lot of press on this, so we'll go ahead and move on to the football game. I'm sure also Jordan has some comments. He's more of a bigger basketball fan than me. He'll have some comments on the basketball facility when we come back on Sunday after the Terps take on Purdue. And let's talk about that game now. ESPN Power Index has the Terps as a 64.7 chance to defeat Purdue at Ross Aid Stadium in West Lafayette, Indiana. Purdue comes in with a 35.3% chance to top Maryland. A quick look at the spread. The Maryland is actually favored in this game on the road against Purdue by 3.5 points at the moment. If you look at the money line, Terps minus 165, Purdue plus 145. The over-under at the game right now set at 54. Both of these teams coming in with some different looks on offense. Purdue uh, their big storyline on the season is injury. All across the board, Rondell Moore, one of the best uh, big-time playmakers in the Big Ten, a guy that reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs when he was at Maryland. He is doubtful for this game. He is Purdue's leading receiver on the season, even with his injury woes. 29 catches, 387 yards, two touchdowns. Just one of the guys that you have to circle for this game. Every team that plays Purdue, they're 1-4 on the season right now. That's the guy that you got to focus in on defense. It does not look like he'll be playing. Uh, other injuries, Purdue senior quarterback Elijah Sindelar, he is out for this game. He had a ray thrown for 978 yards on the season, nine touchdowns, three picks. He is out and will be replaced by redshirt freshman Jack Plummer, who played last week against Penn State in their 28-7 or 35-7 loss to the Nittany Lions. It's just been a rough road, ride this year so far for Purdue. Um, huge expectations for Jeff Brom actually having to fight for him to stay on the staff at Purdue to keep on being the head coach instead of returning to his alma mater uh, at Louisville over the summer. So it was a big battle. Supposed to be a huge year for Purdue, especially after they topped Ohio State last year. They had all that good mojo rolling for them coming into this uh, 2019 season, and it's just not gone their way. Right off the bat, they had a game against Nevada where they – turned the ball over and really dropped the ball, lost on a 54-yard field goal to the Wolfpack, and ever since then it's just been a downhill uh, road for Purdue. Their only win came in Week 2. They beat Vanderbilt 42-24. to 
And then the three straight losses coming into this game, a loss to TCU at home, 34-13. They lost at home to Minnesota, 38-31. And then last week, they were blown out in Happy Valley. Not as bad as Maryland, but still blown out, 35-7 in that game. A uh, quick look at the stats. Penn State started off strong like they did against Maryland, getting up 21-0 in the first quarter. Uh, Plummer for Purdue was 13 for 27, only 119 yards and a touchdown in the rushing game. The Purdue leading rusher, 11 carries for 26 yards. And then another guy that the Maryland defense is going to have to focus in on, David Bell for Purdue, three catches for 56 yards. Really just not a lot of offense left on this Purdue team without their quarterback and, of course, their leading receiver. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the story is also the same. Purdue comes in to this game ranked 113th in total defense in the country. That's out of the 128, my mistake, 126 total teams ranked in that category. Maryland's defense, just for reference, is ranked 52nd in the country. So it has not been a good year for Purdue. And when you look at their offense, they're also ranked behind the 100 mark at 101st in the country. On offense, it has not been a great year in West Lafayette, and I think Maryland will continue to roll. Uh, let's focus in on Maryland. Some changes this week at quarterback Tyrell Pigrome will have to start after the injury to Josh Jackson, Coach Loxley announced on Tuesday. Uh, my thoughts on Piggy are not, n- not the same as many of you who are in love with this idea of Tyrell Pigrome coming in at quarterback. My main focus is on... It's on the Penn State game. It's not really on the Rutgers game where he came in and executed well. But that game, as I stated in our last podcast, was already over to me. You know, Maryland had control of the game. Piggy was in there running that nine-minute drive, handing the ball off, keeping it himself, doing what he needed to do just to finish up that game. In the Penn State game, he was given the opportunity to be that change factor. You know, Maryland might have been down, I think it was 21 to nothing at the time, but he was given the keys to the car then. He succeeds on one of those two drives that they gave him. He's a starting quarterback from then on. He has a chance to affect change in that game. And they were some of the few well-blocked plays of the game, if you go back and look at them. And Maryland, especially Piggy, had the lanes to run, had the lanes, had the opportunity to get to step into a throw and get, get a nice ball out. Instead, he ran into pressure. He ran out of the pocket, forced himself in the situations where he was taking sacks that Maryland was already struggling. They didn't need him to run out of the pocket. They didn't need him to cause issues. It's going to be about Piggy focusing in on staying in the pocket, working through the footwork. They, you know, he talks about the quarterback trainer, trainer that he got, the weight that he's cut off, the times that he finally feels like that quarterback that won that game against Texas. He needs to be that guy in this game, stay in the pocket, go through his reads. You know that Coach Loxley and Coach Montgomery are going to make the adjustments go to that game plan B they have for Piggy it's up to him to execute that if they block plays well which they should be able to against a defense that's given up on average over 30 points a game this season Maryland and Piggy should have opportunities to show out make those plays get the ball to your running backs Uh, hopefully Johnny Jordan who was splitting snaps in practice with Ellis McKinney and Marcus Miner who looked like he was might be back hopefully those two guys go and you get that strong look and we can really get this season back on track with Piggy in at quarterback. Josh Jackson, just for reference, was day-to-day, according to Coach Loxley. Um, I can't really see him being back this week. I mean, this week he won't be back. I don't see him being back against Indiana either. 
Uh, it's up to Piggy. It's up to him. If he can make plays in these next two weeks or even this week, he might be given that starting position that he's fought for now for three years that he's been healthy. Uh, other notes on this game. I just think if you're Maryland, you got to keep it rolling like you did against Rutgers. You've got to get good blocking out of your line, whatever guys that go out there. This should be a game that you should be able to win. Uh, Purdue does not come into this game looking like the team that you thought you were going to play against at the beginning of the season. Uh, going back to the beginning of the season, there was a Purdue article, I believe it was off their 24-7 um, site that said that Maryland should be an easy win for Purdue and Maryland might be 0-12. If I would to look at that right now, it looks like Purdue might be the team that wraps it up at 1-11 and Maryland might be the team that ends up bowl eligible this year. It's just one of those games that you've got to go out there, you have to execute your game plan, and you've got to come away with a win if you want to get there. This will put you back on track, 4-2, and two, where many people that were a lot less optimistic than me had Maryland at this point, where you're playing to be 4-2. and two. This is one of your deciding factor games. Uh, going back in the time machine a little bit, it kind of feels like one of those games that I believe it was DJ Durkin had against Indiana on the road where they just let the game slip away. This kind of feels like that game. This feels like that game where you're playing to be against 4-2. and two. I'll go back to that game that we talked about a few weeks ago against NC State where Maryland lost on a missed field goal by Brad Craddock. At that time, Maryland was 4-2. and two, But it was a game that you knew they had to win given the injuries in that game, given the feeling coming into it if they wanted to be a bowl-eligible team. You're kind of getting flashbacks from those games. And Maryland, if you look at the numbers, has really not been a successful team in those games. But this one, they should be able to have. Um, yeah, uh, we did a poll on the Young Terps yesterday. I believe it was 85% of you or 82% of you thought the Terps were going to get a win over Purdue. That's good to see. The optimism is kind of back with this game. Purdue, a lot like Rutgers, not a team that looks too challenging coming in at 1-4. and four. But I feel like this game could just get out of hand, could just slip away from this team. I'm not... I feel like Maryland's going to win this game, but I'm not overly confident. Just given that it's Maryland, it feels like one of those games where this team might just not make it all the way there, might just not be ready to play. That's got to be a thing that Coach Loxley, Coach Ryan Davis, Coach Fly, all your strength and conditioning guys, got to get them ready to play, got to get them ready to fight. You don't want to go out there and give a lackluster effort against a Purdue team that you should be able to beat and should be able to put in the win column going into next week against Indiana, trying to build up hype for that Minnesota game and that Michigan game. This is a game that you have to circle on your schedule. Like, we got to get it done today. This has to be that day where you go out there and say, we don't care what they do. We're going to execute our game plan, start to finish for these next 60 minutes, and we're going to come away with a win. And with that, I'll go ahead and give my prediction on this game. Jordan missing from the show today, but I know that he does have the Terps taking home a win in this one. He didn't give me an exact score. Uh, maybe I'll try and ask him for one right now, but if I can get in touch with him. But I'll go ahead and uh, speak my truth about this game. I think Maryland does take it home. I think it's a little bit more competitive than people think, especially early on in the game. But the Terps push forward late in the game. Not something that we've really had to see from Maryland. Every game that they've won has been early. This one, Purdue keeps it close till halftime. Terps run away with it big time in the second half to take home the 42-17 to win over Purdue. And... That's going to wrap it up for this show. We'll be back with more on the Basketball Performance Center. Get Jordan's thoughts on that on Sunday. And, of course, your Purdue game recap coming out on Sunday night. 
As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Viner Four Gates and Rockville, for all of your business IT needs. Viner Four Gates is your place to go. You can reach them at 301-251-2900 or on the web at the number one, Viner.com, and Allied Party Rentals. For all of your party rental needs, Allied is your place to go. You can visit them at AlliedPartyRentals.com. We'll be back on Sunday, as I just mentioned, to talk Purdue. Terps, hopefully another win, get us to 4-2 and two and get us back fully on track and rolling into late October football. It's kind of a different feeling around. Maybe uh, some some really competitive games against some good teams in late October coming up. I'm hopeful that uh, Coach Loxley and Coach Montgomery can get this offense rolling with Piggy. Go Terps, beat Purdue, and as always, thanks for listening.